You are listening to DFPN, the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you'd like to advertise with us or have a great podcast idea that needs a home, please reach out to us at podcastdatfeeling at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcasts. And always remember to question the answers. Go get it. What's up, everybody? It's Mac, a.k.a. your boy. Another episode of I Said What I Said, Don't At Me. And today I am blessed to have the general of the Dat Feeling brand on the show with me, Mr. Mark Sox, Michigan Rap King, MRK, all that good stuff, man. Go ahead and say something to the people. (laughs) So, man, it's it's Mark Sox, man. I'm I'm glad to be here, bro. Thank you for, for allowing me the opportunity to to be on your platform, man. You, you, you was doing this before I met you, before I even heard who you were. You were pushing, you know what I'm saying? You were gracious enough to 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 bring what you were doing over our way. You did, you know what I'm saying? And and you are you are more than welcome to the family. You know what I'm saying? For me, you, man, and, and uh, I look forward to seeing, uh, to watching you grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I look forward to being able to say, remember when we did that interview? Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that where you mastered this part of your craft and have graduated to another one. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we can look back on this, bro. I'm I'm addicted to watching things like that. It's like watching a documentary in real life. Right. Like, so so what up, everybody, man? Like I said, thank you for allowing me to be here, G. No problem, man. And uh, uh, again, shout out to, uh, to the homie uh, Black Mac. Uh, he's the one that introduced me to the brand. Uh, put me on and 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 like I said, I got here and one of the biggest things that I was uh, trying to do in 2020 surround myself with uh, with like-minded people, people who were who were hungry and, and wanted to do something outside the norm. Um, and then it helped that a lot of people in y'all circle, you know, prior military, they getting out and now they doing uh, kind of pursuing what what they all wanted to do really you know what i'm saying like nothing wrong with you know serving in the military and stuff you know this that's what's putting food on my table now but um like i look back and i and i think low-key man you know this is this is probably something i should have been doing you know not to say that i felt like i was wasting my time in the military but like i feel like i'm getting a late start to to the whole thing like um you know how how do you feel about that? Because I'll just let the listeners know right now. Um, if if this interview sounds kind of all over the place, I want you guys to tune in to that feeling podcast network. Because my man Mark here has been on numerous podcasts on the network, and you you can get the full story listening to him. He recently did one with uh, with Low from the Desk of Low, which was pretty deep, and he was talking a, a, a whole lot about his his influences and in music and stuff like that. The angle I'm coming at right now is like when you decided to, to take that leap, you know, like get out the military and and chase your passion. Like, how did you feel? Did you feel like you were kind of behind the curb uh, seeing how you were starting so late or were you hustling and trying to get this done while in the military? What a question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what a question, bro. Uh Sheesh, man, because I I, I want to answer this question in a way that 
first and foremost service services you, right? Because I hear it in your spirit that you are you are in search mode mm-hmm. of, of this transition is about to be like, and I wanna I wanna be in service to that, right? Like I, I you know just to let you know you know I left I left active duty 13 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, this August to be 13 years. All right. Um, and I was in for 13 years. You dig? So I just got all my time back. Yeah. Like, I, like this year, I I got all I got all my time back. And so just just I'm just setting the stage for what I'm about to say to you. All right. You, you know what I mean? So um, the seven years before I got out, I spent in Japan. Okay. So I spent uh, half of my time in the military in the states, and the other half in Japan. Right. And uh, when I got to Tokyo, um, I, I had been uh, recording and doing different things since probably like 99. You know what I mean? In some capacity, like I had a crew and was recording them and learning the ropes about making beats and recording and things like that. But it never dawned on me like that it could be a career or something like that. But it did dawn on me. I didn't want to do anything else. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, like, there's nothing else that interested me remotely. Right. You know what I mean? You know, I, I had little little canned animals, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm going to business, you know, or something like this, but I don't know what that means. That shit's esoteric, <laughs> you know what I mean? Business, right? So, so I, 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 you know, but uh, what happened was, uh, I said, I got a little crew in Delaware, and then, uh, and I mean, man, this is, like I said, we talking between, like, mid-98 to 2000, where I got a crew, um, uh, there was like six of us and I was producing everybody in the crew. I had a little makeshift studio. Um, I was, and I would do albums for everybody. I did compilation albums for everybody. And then I, I designed the cover on my gateway computer and I pressed up the tapes and put them all in plastic bags and hit the block, just yeah. giving out tapes. And, 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 and it was literally just to be heard literally like wasn't to try to have nobody sound quality was horrible sound quality was bad but i knew it was bad like it wasn't like i thought it was good but it was bad no i knew it was bad bad. but i just wanted somebody to hear me and my squad rap so so uh uh i didn't realize at that particular time that i was being a producer an engineer a record label owner um digital graphics designer i didn't know that I had, I was wearing all of those hats. It just seemed like that's what I was supposed to do in the time. Right. So, so, so this is all kind of makes sense. I'm all, I'm all kind of bringing it together. No, nah, so, take your time, man. Then, so then I wind up uh, getting orders to go to Japan. So I get to Japan and uh, and I meet a guy by the name of uh, Red Brander. Shout out to Red Brander, who had a record label there, and he was transitioning out. You know how I go overseas. You're only there for. A certain amount of time so I was getting there he was about a year out from, from leaving and everybody that was on his label before I got there had already transitioned out mm. right so once I got there there was a black guy on base it was a uh, he was an E9 and he did he had these this 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 book and um the book was a a reference book for all of the black businesses on base oh man right yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's so, dope. So uh, I opened it up, and I'm of course I'm looking for who do music, who do music. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and then I see, see, I see red, 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 uh, dirty red entertainment. 
So I called him up. He's like, man, come by the office. I came by the office. I played him a couple things. A couple, couple weeks later, he's like, man, I'm going to manage you. Cool. So, so, uh, uh, so he manages me. And we put out a project in 2001, two, 2002, and he got it put on all of the bait in every Sam Goody. Sam Goody was used to be his. That's when it was store. popping, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In every bass, he got it put into their BX, PX, NEX. Oh right? wow. Like this is but he had the network because he had the label. Remember, I said before I got there, he had a label. You yeah. know what I mean? So as soon as I got there, I was able to plug into him, and he got put it. He, he got to put it everywhere. And as a as a uh, as a trade off, I had to go perform in some of the some of the uh, the locations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and uh, that's when I that's when I learned that uh, black people were probably not going to be supportive of me. Um, <laughs> Because everywhere I went, if I sold, if I sold ten copies, all ten were to white people. Yeah. And and uh, and 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 they just the black people just would not stop. But that's a whole nother. I don't even want to go off into that tangent. Right. But uh, so so we did that, and then that's when I, I was stationed at a base called uh, Kadena, which is in Okinawa, and that's just the island, right? Yeah. So uh, after that, I wound up getting stationed at Yokota, which is in Tokyo. It's like in the heart of Tokyo. So I get there, and um, next thing you know, bro, I got another crew. I got a whole other crew, and I'm doing the same stuff <laughs> for this crew that I was doing back, you know what I'm saying, yeah. in, in Delaware. And uh, one of the guys in the crew, um, uh, Malik, shout out to the homie Malik. Uh, he, he he produced half of what we were doing, and I produced the other half. And uh, he had a huge interest in the Japanese market. He had a really big interest he was very studied for years. He had been following it, tracking it and everything. And um and and uh he sent me to a, a store called uh I think it was Tower Records or uh HMV. It's called H and V. It's no longer around. So I, I went to H and V and in the back corner of H and V is where all of the Japanese hip hop was. So I, I promise you all this is gonna make sense. So I go back, all of all of the, the hip hop CDs are there. So I'm and and at that time there you could open a CD and listen to it in the store, like the old yeah, yeah. CD. You could just so I'm in there for like two hours, listening to all of these CDs and every one that I like, I'm I'm putting in a stack, right? Putting it in a stack. I got this stack. It's probably about sixteen CDs in the stack. Damn. So so I put them all back. I'm like, man, I want to work with all of these people, man. These people are dope. Now, mind you, at this particular time, you know, producing Japanese artists is it sounds really far fetched. Understand? Yeah. Like, like, this is a idea. You right. I mean, you gotta feel me. You understand what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm on a base. I don't know nobody off base, and I'm talking about I'm gonna get into the Japanese scene, and you know, and all of this. So, uh, so as I'm, as I'm, as I'm doing all of this, keep in mind, I still don't have a plan for getting out of the military. Let's let's keep this in mind. I still yeah. have a plan. Right. <laughs> I was going. I was gonna get out and go to full sale, but uh, I was I I got divorced. The woman I, I divorced at the time, she was living in Florida. She wouldn't let me live with her, so I couldn't I couldn't get out and go to Florida because I was gonna immediately be homeless. Right. So I want standing, still no plan, no plan, no plan. All right, cool. So uh, I'm working with the, the squad on base, and then I go to buy some equipment 
at a uh, at a at a at a, at a spot. I, I was looking for some speakers. I was looking for some speakers for the studio, and uh, this one Japanese female I was dealing with, um, she drove me into town to this to this spot. Well, when I got there, uh, their English speaking employee needed to deal with me. Yeah. Okay. He happened to be a DJ and a rapper. Right, like the guy that was helping me. So we, you know, what I mean, we kind of talking. You know, what I mean, he's like, "Yo, let me let you hear some of my stuff." So I'm listening to his stuff. Yo, man, you pretty dope. You pretty dope. So then uh, I get back to the base. I tell one of the guys on my crew, "Man, I met this Japanese dude. Man, he was really dope. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and he's a DJ and all of that." So he's, man, let me meet him. So I take him back to the store, and his name is Yoke. Shout out to Yoke. Uh, and I and I and I wind up uh, uh, creating an album for Yoke. Yoke was the first Japanese artist I produced. So uh, Yoke and I went, I had a record label called Face Music. Yoke and I went and got a national distribution deal for Face Music in Asia. Oh, wow. So his, so his album, um, I believe the distributor bought like 7,000 copies of his album, and they were on every shelf in Asia, right? And the way it worked was is they cut us a check up front for all the albums. So think about what I'm telling you, right? Like they cut, <laughs> they cut us a check. Right, right. <laughs> all these albums up front. Be like, these ain't even sell yet. These ain't even right. sell yet. <laughs> they ain't even sell them. They cut us a check for all these albums. Here's the problem. Uh, in Japan, at least at the time, um, they had a lifetime 100% refund policy with every store. Mm. Right? Which means the stores can send the CDs back when if, if they wanted to. If they wasn't selling, they could send them back and get a refund from the distributor. So I'm flying high, man, for like the first 90 days. It's all good. You know what I mean? I got a pocket full of money. We touring the country. I'm getting my, I, now I'm now I'm saying all of this to say my first feel for really like doing music business. You feel me? Like I'm, I got some money. I'm traveling. I'm yeah, booming. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, stuff. So I'm, I'm experiencing music business, but I'm overseas. You know what I mean? I ain't here. I'm 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 getting my my, my feet wet overseas. Mm-hmm. And so uh I'm bumping into all kind of famous people, but that's a whole nother story. So so uh so then it's then man, half of them CDs came back. We had to pay all that money back. Just do the quick math, you understand. Whew. So so yeah. And so as I'd have took money out of studio equipment, oh man, I was killing it. But, uh and then we used a lot of that money too to like travel, you know what I'm saying? Travel and do shows. Right, promote. You know what I mean? Buy like that so so uh then i signed another artist um um named named uh rinko you know what i'm saying a short real sexy artist but i'm gonna end that story right there so then <laughs> so then uh i would i would so then i would meet i started meeting other japanese artists you know what i'm saying and then i wound and then and then um i wound up working with at that time the biggest uh, Japanese hip hop artist. His name is Zebra. Uh, at, at the time, he was he was the biggest hip hop artist. You know what I'm saying? I wound up getting on his album um, through dealing with him. Uh, I got to meet Swiss Beats. I, I got to sit next to Swiss Beats and watch him make a beat in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Oh and, man! You know, like yeah, like Swiss had music on this album. Scott Storch had his. Now I want you to also keep this in mind. We're talking about 2005, 2006. Right. Right. Well, ain't nobody. So I'm, they they at the peak right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 watching them do this and I'm like I said, I'm on an album for this artist that features music by Swizz Beats, like I said, Scott Storch. Hell, even uh, the guy Jazzo had a beat on mm-hmm. that album. The album just different people like that, and I had a beat on this album too. So the album did well. 
but I just had like a like a like a like an album song. Like it wasn't like one of the big songs. Right. So bounced off of that, got to working with Japanese artists, more Japanese artists, this, that, and the third. The next time around for this artist, I wound up getting a single. I got the single off the album, right? So when the next album came up, man, they they had the the the, the big Triton Shrine. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 in the in the, in the middle of the city, his 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 uh his video playing. I'm in the video, right? Like Dope. I'm in the video, my man. I'm running, I'm running around the city with him, promoing the song. So I'm going in clubs. I'm watching all these women dancing to my music. You know, I I mean, I'm I'm blown away. Like this, like this is wild to me. You yes. know what I'm saying? So uh, and so that introduced me to the possibilities. Right to the like what this could be like. So now I officially know in 2006 I officially know what it feels like to be a working producer in the music business. Yeah, you know what I mean. I some money flowing to the account. People know me everywhere I go. I don't pay to get in clubs no more. This, that, and the third. So now my confidence is building. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As far as what am I gonna do when I get out? Right. Like, right. Back back to the original question. Like what am I gonna do when I get out? I'm going to go, I'm going to be, I'm going to, well, first it was, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> I'm not, things is good. Why would I rock the boat? You know what I'm saying? So, but, but, the, but, but the weirdest thing happens uh, that I didn't think would happen was I literally got tired of, of being a foreigner. I got tired of everywhere I go, little kids saying, oh, he looks like he plays basketball or, you know, do you know Will Smith? You know, this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like yeah. it just got. You know, after so long, I, I I started to feel lonely, started to feel closed in. I just wasn't around my people anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and as much as I appreciated them and their culture, you know, I I, I learned I, I did learn how to speak the language in college. I actually went to college to learn how to speak, read, and write Japanese. I was serious. I, right. was, I said I would be there. You know, uh, uh, found a, a lawyer to help me get my my citizenship. I had office space picked out. I even had a staff, yo. Like, I had a secretary, a Japanese secretary. Like, like, I was really intent on staying in that country. Yeah. And so, um, and so, uh, what happened was, was I, after learning the language, you know, language has undertones, right? Like, what you really mean by what you're saying. Right. You know? so I started to learn language and I started to think in the language. I didn't like people no more. I didn't like them anymore because I they were kind of playing a little bit because it was it was odd to them that I was there doing that mm-hmm. because there was no one else doing what I was doing. I don't I don't I don't say that uh, myself up. I, I, I as a matter of fact, like I didn't bump into other brothers doing what I was doing. Right. And and so and so uh, I said, man, I, you know what? I think I need to go. You know, I, I got a couple of dollars in the bank. Um, if I get out early, they'll give me a couple of dollars, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just take a swing at it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. I didn't know where yet. It was either New York, L.A., or Atlanta, but I knew I was gonna get out and go to uh, to one of them. And so yeah, man. And so that so that's where the confidence came from to go ahead and get out and just approach it like like. Uh, and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna stop that story by saying. That stack of CDs in the beginning, I did wind up working with every one of those artists, right? Right. And that's just that's just to speak to manifestation, right? Like I manifested everything that happened to me in Japan, 
you know what I mean? So, so, and then, and so that's where it came from. I'm going to just, I had the, I had the pleasure of ha- I had a couple dollars yeah. from Japan and I had some, like some royalty money still coming in from Japan. So I had a little bit of a, I didn't have to worry so much in the beginning, right? I got off the plane, I bought a car, I drove to Atlanta, got an apartment, furnished it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, types of things so so uh i say all of that to answer your first question <laughs> no worries man and and um that that's pretty dope and i, I like how you didn't settle you know what i'm saying because a mm-hmm. lot of people like you know being in the military bro i know probably about 25 cats who rap right or say they can yeah. rap right for sure and probably a small percentage of them I feel really have what it takes, you know, mm-hmm. but they, they're just not in a position or they, they, they weren't dealt the cards. Right. So, I mean, they do what they need to do. They stay in, they, they provide for their families and stuff. Uh, yeah. And then a few of them, they're kind of almost giving up on that, on that, on that, that passion. You know what I'm saying? Um, they just not so much totally like there, there are a few who, who could spit, but, you know, now they're just like, well, I'm going to just start producing. You know, I'm, I don't really rap no more. And it's sad to me because they were dope. Like, I was just like, bro, what are you doing? You wasting your time in here. But right, right. Um, like you were talking about, it's a lot of business. And, and, and if you're just jumping in there, passion, you know, like, I'm, I just want to make music. I don't care. I don't care how it gets done. I just want to make music. That's how a lot of people get burned. That's how a lot of people get hurt. A lot of artists, yeah. you know, they 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 fall out of love with the game when they see the business side of the game. So it's good you got to kind of see that portion of it, but you didn't well, settle. Now, Go I ahead. Can't unknow it, right? Like I can't unknow what it feels like to see it work. Right. Like so. So was it like a was it like a like a high or something? Like you you see like, and I think it's it's because you got the glimpse of like, yo, this is success in the music business. I think I like the word validation more so than a high. All right. Like, if validated, right? Like, the stuff, you know, because by the time those things started happening for me, I have been making music in some capacity, you know, for 10 years or so, right? Like, by the time that stuff started happening, so I felt validated. I felt like, hey, you know, I'm somebody that's been doing this for a while. It, it felt natural to be able to progress my career, right. you know what I mean, in that way over there, mind you. Our interview part two, I'll tell you what happened out right here. <laughs> I'll, set, I'll set it up like this. I'll set it up like this, and then we can move on. Everything that you would worry that would happen to you happened to me twice. Oh, only thing wow. I, only, the only thing that didn't happen to me was I didn't die. All right? Like, but, but everything else you could possibly worry Yo. about what could happen to me if I jump out and get it. Yes, it all happened. Every last bit of it. All of it. Yes. All of it. Tune in next time when I'm talking to you, boy, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, right. Yo, that's most definitely. I got to hear that story or whatnot. But uh, so yeah, you come back to the states, settle down in in Atlanta, and you're not from Atlanta, right? Uh, you obviously no. your shirt from uh, Detroit. Uh, so why'd you settle on coming to Atlanta versus going back to Detroit? Uh, uh, because, well, only thing I knew about the music business was what was happening on the internet. Okay, I, again, I, I had been out of the states for seven years, so yeah. so at that particular time, 
the South was really bubbling. Like mm. they were really, yeah, it wasn't necessarily the kind of music I made, but that's where it seemed like all the energy was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was in Atlanta. I visited Atlanta kind of like, some years prior, but not really. I didn't really know much about it, but I had a friend of mine that I met in Japan who actually was living here. I had one friend, he was living here. And, uh, and so I called and, and so the, it was, it was, like I said, LA, New York or here. And so I called my contacts in LA and it really sound too enthusiastic about me coming out there. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's the truth. It was like, you know, the conversations in the years leading up, everything was great. But when I, when it was, when it became like, I'm going to need you to help me do something. Yeah. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? I feel so I was like, man, I, I don't know if I want to put all my chips in that basket. You know what I mean? You know, I kind of that would at least be a little enthusiastic about the fact that I was coming. Call my contacts in New York, same thing. I mean, you can come, but you know, like it was kind of like that. Yeah, that type of vibe, you know. And uh, and 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 uh, and then I called my guy in uh in uh, Georgia, and it wasn't even that he was enthusiastic. It was like, well, he was kind of enthusiastic, and it was cheaper. You know yeah, cost of so living, I, yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, let me see what I can make happen. And oh, and I, I didn't go to Detroit because uh to my knowledge at that particular time, uh it's an interesting question. I, sometimes I think I should have, but uh I didn't do it because I didn't see any movement and like like uh business wise, like in Detroit. It looked like to me everybody was trying to get Atlanta's attention. Everybody was going to New York, you know what I mean? At that particular time, the West Coast got real quiet. Kendrick hadn't come out yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, but like, back in the earlier 2000s, the West had Bro, we had a whole lot. Nobody got the West, man. Like, Snoop was still trying to do stuff, and it was it wasn't, yeah. Maybe like the game, like the game was kind of, you know what I mean? But that was about it, man. It wasn't happening until like, that whole TDE movement came. But, so this, so I wasn't really seeing it that way. You know, I said, well, maybe New York or uh, or Atlanta. And I said, well, I can go to New York, but for what I'm willing to spend to pay, and I'm going to be living in the slums in New York. You know what I mean? That same money, I can get a decent apartment at least in Atlanta. Yeah. Just so I can get started, man. Just so I, I can, you know what I mean? Just so I can get started. I mean, hell, I was scared to go either way. Like, I was scared of it all. Like, I didn't I didn't know nobody in the business in either place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but luckily for me, uh, my homeboy uh, uh, Wiz, uh, Wiz's beast, um, was getting out the military at the same exact time. Just so happens. Yeah. And I met him like mad years prior. Yep. And so I called him and was like, "Well, man, what are you doing when you get out?" He was like, "Well, I don't have any plans." <laughs> I, said, well, <laughs> I said, "If you still trying to do this music, I got some bread to get a place in Atlanta. Come to Atlanta with me." And he came. You know what I'm saying? And he Dope. came, and we. Yeah, we got a place together. And so, um, yeah. So hopefully that answers that part of the question. Yeah. Boy, that's that energy I like right there, man. That's that energy yeah. I like. Um, so uh, so tell me how how the, the, the term that feeling came along and how, how you assembled this this roster of, of bro, uh, like the most versatile individuals yeah. that, that I know right now that, that aren't signed to like a major – label right. or anything like that how how how'd you get the whole roster together so the con so that feeling that feeling wasn't a label at first it was a concept yeah it was a concept and the concept came because 
So because of the noise, like there's so much noise, and I don't mean noise to be condescending. I mean noise to be there's too much. It's too much out there. You, it's very difficult to sift through how much music is out there. There's so much to, you know, you say, I want to, I want to, I want to hear some new music. Okay, cool. And it's like, all of a sudden you're drowning. You know what I mean? You know, what <laughs> I listen to, it's, uh, I said, man, it's sad that we are missing, like, it's so cookie cutter that we're missing the soul in it like like nobody's really putting like the soul ain't cookie cutter you know what i mean it's like it's like you know once the bar got lowered and more people could jump over it, it's like it's like it's like a fence you know what i mean that gets torn down you know and everybody's like jumping over the fence and i mean hell man like if somebody obviously is just okay doing something um but they're a good hustler but they're just okay and they wind up making it big, man, that's going to be appetizing to anybody. Yep. You say, well, hell, I, I look better than him. I dance better than him. I know I can rap better than him. Shit, I'm going, I, I'm in the streets. I got money. Like, why not? Yep. Like, why wouldn't somebody try to do that, right? You know, you know, you know, versus, yeah, I'm going to try to play ball. You know, and there's so many things that could go wrong with that, you know. But when it comes to... Uh, I know DJ such and such. I know that you know I, I can just sort of sort of floodgates open, and uh, and what was missing, what I felt like what was missing in the music was a feeling, and uh, and I started calling it that feeling. I was like, like that feeling is missing, man. It's that feeling. And whenever I would hear something that had it, I would say, ooh, that's that feeling right there. Like it was a term that I started using, a term of endearment for for music that that had it, that had that element of beauty in it. That was that only belonged to that person, right? Right. And it didn't sound like like a, a version of something I already understood. You know, like I was telling the one guy earlier that I was listening to rap. I said I enjoy listening to you rap because I didn't know what you were about to say, and that's exciting to me. I don't know what you're about to say, so I have high anticipation. You know, like that kind of stuff is very rare. Right. <laughs> you know, nowadays. So uh, I call it that feeling, and uh, so I I called up E E Smitty, and uh, and I was like, man, um, I want to start uh, I want to start a thing called Artist for Artists, where artists just appreciate other artists' music. Let's just do this thing, man. Where I said I got some years in it, maybe I can give advice to other artists that maybe have questions. So that's how I started. Mm-hmm. It was that. You know, and then we had this thing like every weekend we would do freestyles and we was introducing producers to artists. And that's what that's all that feeling was. That's all it was. It was just that something on Facebook you know, right. that we were doing. And then um, what I read, then I, then I saw some things I didn't like. Long story short, that shut down. But the concept stayed with me. And I said, you know what, man, um, I'm going to take some advice that a really successful guy told me years ago. You're going to need a team. Right. Like you, you're going to need a team to do whatever you whatever it is you're going to do. So you either join the team or you make one. But either way, it's going to take a team. So uh, I said, well, I've been a part of a few teams. That's going to be part of our next. Yeah. Our next conversation. I have been a part of a few teams and uh, didn't work. So I said, well, I'm going to just make my own. And then I started thinking about people I could trust. And uh, my guy, Henny P. Shout out to Henny P was somebody that was following my career for a really long time. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh and I said, man, I 
I need somebody that I can trust that's going to come in this week. So I asked to meet with him. You know what I mean? So I met with him. I told him the concept. I told him what I was trying to do, and he was down. You know what I mean? He was down. I hit up E. Smitty. I was like, man, you know, he, 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 he was a guy that was a fan of my music. You know what I'm saying? Who I found out was really dope at making music himself. Yeah. You know, and not only that, but he lived less than three miles away from me. True story. Whew. We met on we met on Instagram. The dude lived three miles away from me. <laughs> so so we started linking. We started going to Planet Fitness together. Right. <laughs> and not working out every day, man. We 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 talking. We build you know how you do when you got a workout partner, you know what I'm saying? So yes. We building on this stuff every day. And I'm telling him, that feeling, man, you know, he's like, man, that sounds like a good idea. So he came in with me, tried to do the artist for artist thing. And I tell him, man, you know, bro, we just going to do a label. Like, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. I hollered at my guy Beast. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm in at least for the next few years, bro, like like 10 toes down. So then we all met. And we had some other members were there, too, that are, are not with us right. uh, anymore. But we all met. And, uh, and we talked and we decided, okay, we're going to put our money in together. And we're gonna get this thing started, and that's that was that was how that feeling that feeling started, man. Two uh, thousand and seventeen, I guess. Oh shit, yeah. man! You know what I'm saying? You know, and uh, and and so the but the first thing we did was stops everything. That's the first thing we did. We I we we agreed. Everything we've done this far has not worked. Right. It has worked. Do we agree? We all agreed. Okay, so we need to stop. <laughs> we need to just- <laughs> radio silent for as long as it takes to figure out what we're doing right right so let's start from scratch with the name you go by why do you go by that name can you tell can you do you have a sentence or two you can tell me about yourself as an artist why should people listen to your music what is your fashion sense going to be like these are conversations we were having weekly man right. for like eight months just getting together just talking and Nobody the dope the dope the- part about that is you were able to bring that to, you know, let's sit down and be smart and, and kind of, you know, think about marketing yourselves, but not to the point where you're selling yourselves out. Right. Like, what are you about? Tell me about yourself and we can figure something out that's true to you and still marketable, you know, because a lot of people just go out and they try to force what they want themselves to be, you know, instead of. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you got the benefit of a round table of guys with a lot of experience saying. Oh, that's dope, or I don't know about that. Yeah, you know what I mean, you got you got you got the benefit because it was it was a blank slate. So ideas, uh, they were just ideas. Nobody was sold on an idea, right? Like like before I started calling myself Mark Socks, I had like four other ideas. Like they <laughs> didn't, they didn't work, you know, they didn't work, and so uh, this one stuck, and everybody was in agreement. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, I see why you're doing that. Okay, that's why. Okay, I get it. Yeah, and then it just. It just worked. Even the logo, like all of it, like everything came out of those meetings. Everything came out of out of all of us brainstorming and calling each other randomly on a Tuesday afternoon. You know what I'm saying? And and then and the, the that feeling podcast. Well, well, we won't talk about that. I'll wait till you ask about that. But that's how <laughs> it came to be. All right. That's this dope, man. So, uh, yeah, you got the label now. Y'all y'all kind of centered in Atlanta. Um, and then. uh so so how did the I want to I want to say so everybody, you know, they, they're kind of you, you and Wiz military. You got out. East Smitty he was doing his thing. Um, so the the roster that you got now, like, you know, and, and we'll get into that 
in depth a little bit later. So most of the people you find, is it, is it like how you're doing now? Because I know you're on IG uh, the last couple days. I think the last week you've been on IG just, you know, making yourself available for people uh, to just get in touch with you, play some songs, uh, spit something, sing a little bit something. So how, how did you, you know, fill out the roster the rest of the way? So, so after so what i didn't talk about was the producers that we now have on the squad that we didn't have yo and not to cut you off but um like we we gonna plug you know you know mark stuff later but he got joints on amazon for free uh stream them all that stuff the production on these albums is is bro right (laughs) Bro, bro, and and the thing, and I got the best, like I got, I got the best production crew assembled. Period. Bro, like and, I'm and, on this and, thing, I'm just like, who, who, look, listen to this sample, like that's that's some Kanye, <laughs> good music type stuff, man. And I'm sitting there looking up credits, trying to find like who do who doing this. Listen, man, all right, look, shout out to DJ One Ten, Clint Taylor, Timo, Alex Turner. Um, those are my main producers, and then uh, there's a there's a there's a squad out of the Ukraine called Just Chill Beats. Yeah, um, that do some of my stuff too. And then uh, our A and R Henny P has an incomparable ear. Like his ear is amazing for beats, and he goes out and gets third party music and brings it to us. Right? Wow. He takes his with it. It's a meticulous process. He listens to hundreds of beats. And he makes folders. He makes one for me, one for bees, one for E. Like he makes folders. And then he'll send us these folders, man. And I swear on everything I love, everything in these <laughs> folders. I me sitting in this seat like just like this. Like, man, what am I supposed to do with this shit? Like, like, right. like the beat be that good. You right. know what I mean? And so and what they and what and what that does is it calls the higher artist out of me. It calls it out of me. Yeah, you feel like you got it. You can't go half-ass on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then I go into producer mode myself, and I start producing me. I start looking at me, saying, "This is how you got to come on this record." Ah. Do X, Y, and Z. Okay, cool. These are the pockets you got to fill. This is how that hook gonna have to feel. You know what I mean? The whole, the whole thing. And then I go to it. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, so, 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 yeah, man. that, That so. It was first. It was the, the nucleus of artists. Except there's one artist that's not with us anymore. So there was an artist, right? And it was E. Smitty, and then uh, Beast, and then myself. Right. Okay. And so, um, and so we got right to work. You know what I'm saying? Working on music, but we was really just using. Uh, oh, and DJ One Ten. I'm sorry, I can't. DJ One Ten. Yeah. Okay. So last but certainly not least, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that because he's a, an extremely important part of the nucleus. Right. So. Uh, so uh and he make beats too you yeah. know what i mean so 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 off top so really in the beginning we was feeding off of what Haney p was bringing yeah and what and what 110 was doing because i thought i was gonna have to produce for everybody remember because i told you historically that's what i was doing yeah i thought that i was about to have to sit still and make beats but but making beats is like it take a lot of time yeah not only to, to make beats but to make beats in that quantity Right, but like everybody, right, and that doesn't mean they all gonna like the beats. And I know you, because you you want to do quality in that quantity. Sure. You don't want to just, you know, no no disrespect to like Little John or or, or these producers out like uh, 
you know. I don't copy myself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same bass line. You just throw a couple more chords in there, change the pitch, and you got a club banger, you know? And so so I was like, well, damn, you know, plus I and I I, got to work. I got a family. I got I got I still got to feed myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't you know, my the time that's allotted to do this just wasn't great. You know, I was like, what am I going to make a a beat a day for four guys? Like, (laughs) I can't, you know, I can't do it. So so Henny P kept asking me, "Um, hey, man, do you mind if I send you some music? And I know like so he at the time was making beats and was rapping. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling him, no, I, I was kind of planning to the left. And I'll tell you why, because I was like, I really like you. And if you send me something I don't like, it's going to make it weird <laughs> between us. And then I see what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, man, I really don't want you to send me nothing like this. Right. is going to be weird if I don't like it. Right. Because I'm really going like to tell you I don't like it and you may get yeah. hurt. Yeah. You might get hurt. And then now we can't even rock no more. Right. Right. He sends out a few beats and I'm like, hey, man. So did I hate him? I was like, what is this you sent him? You made these beats? He yeah. said, no, no, no. I got relationships with producers. This is what I do. I collect music. He's like a beat collector. Yeah. You know, just in general. <laughs> you know, he, he's a fan of these different producers. Right. And he'll like, invest in them, you know. And and uh, and I said, well, shit, man, why don't you just be the A&R? So he said, all, all right. right. <laughs> and that's what he started doing. Nice. And I and, and so that first uh, Go Get It album, um, most of those was, you know, beats he brought to the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and then and then uh, met Clint Taylor on uh, on IG. Um, he found me, he, he became a fan of my music and then did some research and found out some more things. And he hit my inbox and I heard his stuff. But at the time I was working with, ah, oh, how could I forget about Tone Beats? So, so Tone, Tone Beats is another producer that I, that I work with a lot, too. Yep. So at the time, I was working with Tone Beats. Shout out Tone Beats. And um, when Clint was hitting me, I couldn't really pay attention to it. But I said, man, you got something, bro. Yo, shit is crazy. I said, I tell you what, in the meantime, while I'm busy, I want you to meet my guy, E. Smitty. Meet E. Smitty. E. Smitty, you should make music with him. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I got an idea where... E. Smitty, I want you to be the R and B uh, guru to his primo. You know what I'm saying? So y'all, y'all, y'all go do that. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's exactly what they yes. did. They, they, they became a group called Itis, and they made some some fantastic music together. And then when we doubled back, then when I had time for Clint, and he started sending me music, and he and I created this symbiotic relationship. You know, between each other. Because I, 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 again, I've, I've been making beats, you know, for a long time too. So I really understand production. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and he's an extremely humble guy. Like he's a humble genius. So he would like take my direction a little bit. You know what I mean? And he yep. appreciated where I was coming from, which really was just calling out a greater version of himself. That's really all it was, was I was just calling him up and he met every level of everything like the the guy is is phenomenal man shout out shout out to Clint Taylor you know what i'm saying and then uh man i want to tell you about Timo but we'll be here for another 2 hours but shout out to Timo who was a fantastic producer too man my guy man from Oklahoma living out in Vegas you know what i'm saying yeah yeah my guy Alex Turner Alex Turner i met when he was like 15 years old his father was a keyboardist of mine when i was producing yeah and his father started bringing his son's beats to the sessions and i was like well 
the kid got something, you know, tell him to stay at it. Man, next thing I know, bro, I look up seven, eight years. Man, he's like one of my favorite producers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you got to come on the squad, bro. So he was with it. You know what I mean? And he's, he's a drummer by trade and he got a band. And yeah, so, so, um, um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the the the, produ- the production squad because they also make that feeling. Yeah, you know they do. I, mean? I seen, you know, you see their names every now and again, but look, man, they they're no less important right. than anybody else on the squad. Probably some of them the most humble people because they ain't really you know bragging, and that that's what I like about the label and and what you got going. Everybody is quick to give credit where credit is due. You know. Um, like, like your albums, like they, bro, you gave me the biggest East coast feel when you, uh, when you dropped them joints, I think it was February you dropped them, right? When you was just like, yo, they on Amazon, they on Apple play, two albums, two albums, L brick and uh, announcements are overrated. And Mm -hmm. like, you gave me some of, some of the East coast feel that I, that I wasn't getting, you know? Um, and I know you're not even East coast, you Midwest or, you know, all over, you know what I'm saying? But it, it was it was because of the, the lyricism, you know what I'm saying? Lyricism, you got the boom bap beats, you know, you you got, you know, soulful samples here and there. You got, you know, E. Smitty on call when you need that soulful R&B hook. You know, you got Wiz to get on there and do that that Midwest dummy spit. You know, what I'm, I was just listening to these things. My only thing was like, yo, they short. Like I'd be in the car, I'd be like, yo, 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 done. And, you know, I, I get it because... I wasn't mad because then I just turned the other one on. You know what I'm saying? But then I'm sitting there looking and I hit show all albums. Bro, you had back, Sock Monster, all that stuff, man. I'm like, this man got music that I did not know about until February. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 amazing, bro. But let, tell the people about what you're working on now, who you're working with, and, and, and what projects you got coming down. All right, so today... Um, the homie speech from Arrested Development uh, just dropped his new album, and the first single is called um, um, "Too Cold," and I produced it. You know what I'm saying? So, so that dropped today. Like that just came out. He got a new album out called Expansion One. Yeah. Right. And uh, and uh, I'm on Expansion Two as well, but we gonna keep it on Expansion One. Yeah. I, so I produced the joint on on, on him. And I actually produced a few joints on Arrested Development's last album some years back. But again, that's right. our next. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying it because you asked me what was going on. Yeah, and yeah. that came today. Yeah. The other thing was is I just dropped uh, my first single off my, my new EP that's coming out Friday. Um, it's called, uh, the name of the song is called Good Life. And it's produced by, <laughs> excuse me, it's produced by uh, Royce Nine. My man. Uh so so he did he he produced this record for me and it's out right now and again it's the single off of an EP that's dropping on the 24th and the name of the EP uh an EP stands for episode right right like like so I'm I have, I'm going to have a number of episodes I think you heard the, the low podcast so you know yeah, where yeah. I'm coming from like so so yeah so so the name of the series is called the 40 year old rapper and <laughs> I um, love it man and, and episode one is dropping on Friday, right? Feature song that uh, that Royce did, and then a few more bangers, and then I'll be back with episode two, um, real soon. Right. And uh, 
there's a reason why it's named that and everything like that. It's your interview. I want you to guide it how, how, you, how you want to. But that's what's going on um, right right now is is those that music out and what's what's getting ready to drop on Friday. Bet. So, I mean, you kind of led into it. So mm-hmm. I know like I sit there and, you know, artists will come out with something. A lot of artists, you know, they'll come out with a, uh, a album, i.e., you know, Lil Wayne, he came out with the Carter classic, the yeah. Carter two classic. And now he's like yeah. the Carter five. So I'm looking at it like in my mind, I'm assuming artists when they come up with a studio project or something like it, it's a story behind it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, the album means something. So then that leads into the name. So with you, the 40 year rapper, is is it kind of like a retrospect looking at, at your life in totality where you're at now? Like, so what led you to come up with that name for your for your episodes? So hip hop is a blood sport. Right, uh, you know, rap is a grab the mic. Let me show you what I got. Type of it always was. You know what I'm saying? When I when it's my turn to spit, I'm trying to show you who I am. You know what I mean? It's a blood yeah, sport. Yeah. It's, it's 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 me versus other people. Right. That's really how you know for your attention. Right. And for your mm-hmm. props and everything else. So uh, I've been behind this pen for some time. Right. I've been writing for a very long time. I'm in a certain weight class. Right. And so I need to communicate to the public what weight class I'm in. You understand? Yeah. So I'm the 40 year old rapper. I'm, I'm I need to 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 help you understand that uh, I even though I love YBN Corday, I I have his lifetime behind my pen. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? I can't compete with him because I have way too much experience in music and life in everything yeah. right so even though he's incredible at what he does i'm not he's in a different weight class yeah now, we may be the same sport meaning we do thoughtful music we, we 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 like to take our time with lyrics and we like to pick beats that you feel you understand what i'm saying like yeah. we may win the same sport right but i'm just in a different weight class right you know there's i have there's too many styles i got like it's, it's, too, it's too much i could do i can sing now like it's like it's, it's a lot going on you know what i mean so 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 uh, I say the 40 year old rapper because I, I need to let the listener know who I'm who I'm up against. Like, that's what it is. Like anybody that 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 listens to rappers that are in that that age range, I would say give or take five years on either side of it. Um, the best MCs alive that age. Yeah. Understand. And so, and so that is the weight class I'm in. I own that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I own that. You know, and so and so that's why I named it that, right? And so the reason why it's a series is because um, I need to take some time with you, the listener. I need to take some time with you to show you the colors of what I can do, right? Like there's an easel in front of me, and I got a lot of colors I'm about to paint with. So I need you to vibe with me because each time you check into an episode, there's going to be different colors. I'm going to be talking about different things. The beats are going to feel a little bit different. Like, uh, and some of them, you know, some of these colors are only bright. Like, that's it. You know, it's like dance music. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't mean, and I don't mean trap dance music. I mean right. dance music. Yeah. Right? And, and that's a, that's a color in my palette. Right. So I need to take some time with you. I need to build you that I need you to trust my artistry. So when I show you this color, you won't get turned away. You'll say, well, I trust this artist. Let me see where he's going with this. You see, 
oh, wow, like I'm pleasantly surprised. I didn't know I liked, you know, pastels, you know, that much. Right. You know? So so and that's and then I'm then I'm gonna take you a little bit darker and then I'm gonna bring you back to the underground. I'm gonna give you a trap feel. I'm gonna like it's about to be it's about to be a hell of a year. You know what I mean? I'm about I'm about to take you through through various episodes of where I can go creatively. And that's a series, and that series is called uh the 40-year-old rapper. Because what can a 40-year-old rapper do, right? Like I'm supposed to be, you know, at this particular time, I'm not quote unquote on. You know, I should, you know, there are going to be people that say I should give it up, right? Yeah. Give it yeah. up. I'm tired of 40-year-old rappers. Hell, I still see it even with 30s. I'm tired of these 30-year-old rappers. Like, give it up already. Yeah. You know, I take that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel you, but I guarantee you, you ain't never heard a not-on 40-year-old rapper like this. Right. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Yeah. You ain't, you, you don't, like, like you're not listening, you're not currently listening to a new artist that can do what I'm about to do. Right. You see? So, 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 uh, and, and so that is why it's framed like in that way, you know? <clears throat> Yo, that's dope, man. And for one, like, like I said, man, I like, I'm not, you know, the, the hip hop aficionado, but I, I, mm-hmm. I consume it enough to appreciate it and to appreciate when somebody, cannot be typecast like uh, uh when i watch movies and i'm looking at some of the best actors you know uh mm-hmm. dicaprio things like that how they can do more than one thing and that's what makes them great it's the same thing with music like uh kendrick you know comes out with bars and then uh just like you were saying on with, with low like he comes out with damn and he has you know some slow joints with rihanna uh even with love like my man is writing songs singing, experimenting, being true to himself, being an artist. You know what that I'm saying? A, he, he, he's a perfect example of what I mean, you know, you know, about an artist willing to use all of his colors. Right. You know, it's, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you on this journey now, yeah. you know, that I'm going to take you on that journey. And I don't know, I may not ever go back to that one, but you know, right. this is what I'm on right now. So, yep. so I'm thoroughly enjoying it, bro. That's good. So That's before good. I let you go, cause we getting on an hour and I know it's late over there. Um, okay. So uh, Teddy Riley and uh, Teddy, Teddy Riley and your boy Babyface, man. Who 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 who'd you have win? So the ultimate winner was us, yes, the fans, right? Because we got to, for a time, look at these guys, man, who are just, you know, I have to say it like this because it's, I don't want to, I cannot minimize the greatness of these two guys. Like I, I make music. Right. Right. And, and so, uh, so it hits to, different to, for you. You know what I'm saying? As the, as a songwriter, as a producer, as a musician, the greatest dream is to have the world sing your song. Oh, you man. know, these guys, and these guys have done it so many times over. Right. And, 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 and with so many other people, right. Like they, they, like these, these guys are just, are there in the pantheon of, you know, they will go down in history as some of the greatest to ever do it ever. Right. Like, you know, you know, these, these guys are the, are the, are the Thelonious monks, you know what I'm saying? You know, of, of, of our day, man, like these, these guys are just fantastic, man. You know, as good as it could ever get is how good that they, that they, that they, that they brought it to the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and again, just to, just to see them have reverence for each other and, you know, kind of be a little competitive and, you know, and I felt like history, like here I am, I'm in this moment 
with this other half a million people like experiencing this in real time. Yeah. Right. Like I'm watching. It was like it's like why when you when we watch Prince, you know, at, at the Super Bowl halftime show. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, man, I'm alive and witnessing this right now. This would never happen again. Like this is this this right here is, is amazing. So yes. shout out to the Swiss Beats and Timberland man for, for for putting that together. You know what I mean? Now to the battle itself. Um <laughs> I feel like at the end of the day, Teddy Riley is a when it comes down to the technical skill of making beats, uh-huh. at the technical skill of making beats is far better than Babyface. Yes. Like I don't even think it's close. Right? Like like it's not even close, like in terms of his technical ability to make beats that just groove like a motherfucker that yeah. just make you just want to just move and just like, oh my God, like <laughs> that shit is edited and the way it just, it just pick up and the, and the new, the, the swing in it, the new jet, like the whole thing, dude, like, like, and, 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 and just phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Babyface is a songwriter in the truest sense of songwriting, yes. right? Like his arrangements, his ability to put those songs together then compensates for what he doesn't have in drum movement and you know what I mean? Little things here and there, bro. I mean, his melodies and the way that they move and that Tevin Campbell stuff, I do like, like, oh, it's, it's like, you know, the stuff with Tony and, 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 and like I said, I ain't taking nothing from, from Teddy, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking about his pen. Like, right. You know what I mean? You can't say baby that many times a row in a song and it still feel good, but it does. Like, it, you know, who does that? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm listening to the, I'm listening to every little step I take, and I'm going, you know, how it's impossibly good. Like it's, it's like who writes songs this good? Bro. Like it's possibly good. Like this shit is impossibly good. Yeah. You know. And yeah. So, and so I just, I just, in as a songwriter, man. I, and then he, and then he, and then he sings, "When can I see you again?" And I'm like, you know, man, I could choke you right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> You are a gift to the world, my G. Like, you are out of here with it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to, because of where I'm coming from as a creator, I'm going to I'm going to give it to Babyface. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, he ain't got no club songs anywhere near. Right. I think the closest Teddy. he came is when he tried to semi-produce that uh, Jay-Z song, Sunshine, where he was singing on the hook. And that was yeah. like... The weakest, yeah. the weakest yeah. hove joint, man. Like, <laughs> so then for ninety nine point nine percent of his career, yeah, <laughs> he did a good job staying away from this shit. And to be honest with you, it has a lot to do with the fact that his beats, yeah, themselves are crafted around his songwriting. Right? You right. would imagine that Babyface probably starts out on the guitar or at the piano. You know what I'm saying? You know, figuring out different ideas to yes. write songs and then he puts beats with them. Right. Right. Whereas Teddy is sitting down trying all, all already with a glass of Cavassier and some women in the background. Right. And he, he already like, got I the can... beat and then somebody see come in and, and figure out how to write around the beat. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like he nasty with the drum machine. So yeah, he going to put some shit together. That's going to be like, Ooh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, baby face don't, he don't, he don't have that, you know, but again, he he more than make up for that man in 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 songwriting, bro. Yeah. So I you know, I'm, I would have to give it to to, to Babyface 
because I have to give it to somebody. I have to give it to Babyface, man. But that is absolutely taking nothing from from Teddy Riley, man, because he didn't get to play Remember the Time. But yeah, I that, mean, man, that was his big dude, joker right like, there. Like, Everybody was waiting man. for it. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So yep, so that's my ass on. How about you? How about you? Uh, I went with Babyface, um, and and I was le- I was leaning Teddy. I, I was leaning towards Teddy hard because, like I said, man, Teddy had the because you know I, I was up doing stuff around the house and I needed that energy to do something. And every time it yeah. came to Teddy turn, you know he he pumping you know guy, uh, you know yeah. some black. I'm just like boy, Teddy. Teddy is what I need right now, right? Yeah. And then um, then like uh when I sat down and started to like just sit and, and watch it and listen to it, like right. I was listening and, and seeing baby. And then like, after they got the round 10, Babyface started playing, you know, the good shit. Right. Listen, and, and Teddy, like, I was just like, Babyface, this is the second half of this thing. Babyface ain't even play the hitters yet. Like he hit us with a couple Tevin Campbell joints, but he ain't even play the hitters yet. You let know, me, let and me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Teddy Riley does not have an end of the road, bro. No. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, as as incredible as he is, as incredible as he is, right. he ain't got an end of the road, bro. Right. <laughs> like, and, that, and that, that's a testament to exactly what I'm saying. Right. Like it's 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 just bananas, yeah. man. Like, like when when Teddy Teddy was like, yeah, we're gonna take him to the bedroom, and he played deep, and Babyface was like, yeah, 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 bedroom, and then he played Red Light Special. Bro, get it. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Babyface ain't slick, Ooh. man. Babyface set him up <laughs> with that one. The and song. I, I was like, I mean, I'm listening to the lyrics of Deep, and I'm just like, I mean, it wasn't even a, a Black Street hit. Like, nobody was really, hey, man, hey, you know, like, but Red Light Special? Like, yeah, Come on, my guy. Right, Come right, on. right. That was cool. That was cool. I, I, I did like that song, Teddy. <laughs> I didn't love that song. Nah. You know what I mean? I like that song, yep. you know, when it was out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like it ain't, it ain't, it ain't song. coming up again. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to a nineties party and stuff, ain't nobody going to play that by Blackstreet. And then of course, nah. like the one technicality, like Teddy was doing something, his audio was messed up for a couple of the jams he was trying to play. And then, uh, yeah. and then, then he, then he did that remix joint that I get so lonely. And I was like, nah, my guy, just cause, <laughs> just cause you added a couple of snares to the remix. You know what I'm saying? I will I take it even further and say like uh it ain't better than the original. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> you understand? What that I'm joint like, Janet on Vel- what was that? Velvet Rope, right? On her album it's, Vel- it's Oh my not god. The original. The only time Janet had a song that was better than the original is when R. Kelly did Anytime, Any Place. When he came back and he reflipped that. Yep. I don't know if you remember that. Like he can he remixed yeah. Anytime, Any Place. And that one was like he put it in his world, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But the original on uh on 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 the jam on the on the song that Teddy remixed was already like I get so lonely was already bananas, right? You know what I mean? You know, so yeah, I'm like just because Blackstreet on it don't mean it's you, my guy. <laughs> Blackstreet had harder songs too that he could have played. You give me, you bringing me joy, bro. He like, played I before I let you go, and the only reason I know that song is Dave Hollister. Mm-hmm. Dave Hollister yeah. sang the hell out of that song. I was just like, yeah. sure. bro. And then, sure. then he left, and I'm just like, Chicago 85, the movie? Classic. Like, I haven't yeah. heard a Teddy Riley solo joint ever. That man always with a group. 
And I get it. He he knows his vocal capability. He's like, I'm here to make the beats, sing in the background a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, Babyface, I just gave it to him because of just pure talent as, like you said, a songwriter. Like he'll sit down, get on the piano and just come up with the words to a melody as he's writing it. And he is... Let's be clear. Teddy Riley was sit, like like Babyface is one of the greatest songwriters in the history of songwriting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, you know who's going to be Baby? Like you know, like you would really have to dig deep. You know what I mean to find somebody like bro. Like, like you bro. like you said, you know the dude is a sick dude, but R. Kelly in his heyday, yeah, like, for sure, songwriting. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, and, 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 and yes, absolutely. Like what? What a yes, waste! Man. What a waste of talent, man. <laughs> well, not really, because we enjoyed it. Yeah, but I understand. But I, but I, <laughs> but yes, moving moving forward, it is it is it is, it is a waste that we won't be privileged to. Like hear when, it. like it, like the music is out there already. Yeah. But like the 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 connotation people give you, like if I was to be like. You know, R. Kelly and Babyface, they can go, people, R. Kelly, how dare you? He's a monster. He don't count no more. Cancel him. You know, and, and you know, that's how it is out there. But the only other battle I thought was close was the RZA in, in Premiere. I gave it to Primo only because, you know, I lean more towards towards his beat. Not, nothing from RZA, you know, but. Right, 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 right. And it's, it's hard even when you talk about who won these battles. I mean, come on, dude. Like, you know, to say that Primo won is not to take anything from RZA, you know. No. It, you know, he's still the RZA. Like all the everything he played was still what it was. Yes. Like you know, it's still what it is. It's just you up against a guy that his beats they just move different. Right. It's just a different. It just move. They just move different. I also think it just depends on like where like those songs like what they meant to you at that moment. Like when you hear that one song, you just like, oh, this is my shit. Like no matter what this dude play after this round. This song here was the hype song before we went out on the court to play basketball. So this is my shit no matter what. So, um. And look, Primo, Primo has been on point for a longer amount of time, right? Like he's been consistent, consistently good right. for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? Whereas RZA kind of had a stopping point where it really wasn't that good right. anymore. You know, you know, he kind of gave us his best yeah. work. And then everything after that was like, hey, it's nice that you're still alive. You know what I'm saying? Just more like, right. more, more like that flavor. Like so. he's back on a Wu-Tang song. All right. He made the beat. Yeah. But uh, cool, man. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out of your day, man. Like I said, you over there in Atlanta. I know it's late, my guy. Um, most definitely got to come back on here and, and chop it up again, man. You, you got a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom. Uh, low key, the first question I asked when you was like, uh, you know, how you knew what you wanted to do when you, to to get out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, like you said, I'm at that point. I got like, let me see the time here. I got like 19 more months left, you know, till I hit that 20, and uh, you know what I'm saying. So I, I'm I'm just out here, you know, just now going after going after my passion, getting out now, here trying to at, go ahead. Where you at right? Oh, I'm in uh, Phoenix. I'm over at Luke. All right, so 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 look, man. Um, I'm not a religious guy, right? But I was. I used to be. I'm not anymore. But let, let me. I know that the power of manifestation is real. Like, yeah, I know. I've seen it happen in my in my life. 
that feeling podcast was an idea I had sitting back one day. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like it's 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 like I know it can be here and then it can it can exist. Right. I've seen it too many times to believe in it. Like, man, if this is what you want to do, do it. Yeah. Like at all costs. Like, like the world will bend and flex for you to do it. It may not seem like it, but when you are pissed, people get out of your way, you know. And and, and, and <laughs> I, somebody told me one time, they said your dream will make room for you, and and that has always been the truth with me. That has always been the truth, man. It, it right when always when the bottom seemed like it was about to just fall out, it didn't. You know right. what I mean? And and. I was given another lifeline. I was given another opportunity to to learn again. To to, you know, I've repeated old lessons that I already knew. You know what I mean? Like I'm still alive, bro. Like I'm still here. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't I didn't buy my first home in life until last year, and I had been out of the military for twelve years. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so you know, it 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 it, it definitely hasn't been easy, and it's never easy for anybody. And and I. I, you gotta be a little crazy to do this shit. Like I'm, I'm being honest with you. Like you, gotta, oh yeah. Like be, because <clears throat> it doesn't make sense to put you to knowingly put yourself in harm's way. Like it's, it's, it's against the laws of survival. Yeah. You know, knowingly say, ah, this looks like the chance is very small, but fuck it, I'm going. You know, right. <laughs> like it's, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, but somebody has to be next, and and the question to yourself has to be, why not me? Yeah. Like, Somebody has to be next. Why not me? You know, and, and why why always somebody else? Yes. Why always somebody else with the great story, but they made it? You know, why not me? Why not me with the great story? You know, and you you are old in the military, but my brother, when you get that 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 that, that paperwork, yeah, and you cross out here, you are young all over again. Oh yeah, man. Trust, <laughs> me. trust me, my guy. That is the cool thing about retiring in the military. That actually is a really cool part because you you've done like adulthood and everything. Yeah, you, you did it all. You know what I mean, and now you're entering a whole new thing with with a lot of uh, with with a, with a lot of the quirks about yourself worked out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so that's a very positive thing, and a couple dollars ain't bad either. You you know so 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 why why you figure it out moving ahead so. You know, if, if 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 you got it, you know you should do what most people do: go to school, use the money they give you. You know what I mean? You know, you know, do the do the whole transition. You know, yeah. spend the next few years. But if this is what you want to do, and you got a passion for it, my guy, man, do that shit. Most definitely. Well, everybody, hey, like, do that shit. Facts, because I know I got some listeners out there who. who who my homeboys and they all coming up on the same thing or they chasing a dream and, and not really wanting to take that leap, man. Listen to the boy. He did it. Manifestation, man. Just speak it. And and like you said, if you purposeful and, and you about getting that goal, people either going to move out the way or they just going to get ran over. It's that, it's that simple. So thanks, man. Did your man. wife get mad at you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I know. Is it going to be <laughs> Yes. Do it end up in divorce sometimes? Yes. Do you spend time away from your kids that you should be with them? Yes. Do you spend money you shouldn't? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. and yes. Yes. yes.
there's no way to balance it. You know what I'm saying? It's right. ridiculous. You know, the whole concept is, but somebody got to be next. Yeah. I'm done. All right, man. Hey, appreciate the words, man. And then, For uh, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and end it. Uh, I'm gonna play the, the the first track off. My announcements are overrated, only because that's like my whole life. The who all over there? Because that's how I be when people be inviting me over somewhere. <laughs> they be like, "Hey, you coming through? Yeah, man. Hey, who who there though? <laughs> Y'all got drinks? Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I appreciate that, man. And uh, with your blessings, you know, I'll probably play a couple more of your tracks on intros and, and outros of the podcast. Music belongs to the world now, my brother. You do with it whatever you feel you want to do with it. I'm 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 honored and, and, and humbled that you would even do that. bro. Nah. This is your time. And anybody that to this podcast up into this particular time. Uh, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, keep following my guy. You know what I'm saying? Keep following uh, DFPN, man. We got a lot more coming. Facts. And uh, where can they find you on, on Instagram, Twitter, all that other stuff, man? Uh, I am only on Instagram. All right. Uh, MRK underscore SX. It's very simple. There you go. MRK underscore SX. And you can find my music everywhere that people find music. Yep. I mean, you can YouTube to do. Man got videos and everything out there, man. He's he's a veteran. He's been around, man. He's been around. Yes. Cool. All right, man. Again, appreciate it. Much love to you, man. And and hope you and the family staying safe over there because that's what we're doing on this end. You too, my guy. See you soon. All right, man. Peace.
Billy Clinton problem, it's an honor that we got him. Play with him, we bringing toys and we spoil my nigga rotten. If you slept on him, keep sleeping on him, dog. You on the roll, handy game cold. You gotta bring the field and the goals. I'm about to be on my way. Who all over there? Who all over there? Who all over there? Here's it any hoes yet? Who all over there? Who all over there? Who all over there? Cause I ain't seen no post about it. Who all over there? Who all over there? Who all over there? What's the drink situation? Who all over there? You know I mess with everybody. Who all over there? I was about to kick a third verse. And I got in my feelings like... Man, niggas don't deserve that feeling, man. <laughs> like, y'all really don't deserve that feeling, bro. I mean, you gon' get that feeling, bro. You don't deserve that shit, bro.